0: Not going to do uh, an intro, no intro song for this one. I just want to jump on quick emergency podcast. This is not what I expected to be recording today. Normally when I record an emergency podcast, it's for fun news or breaking news or Oilers news. But today, unfortunately, we got some devastating uh, news at OilersNation.com and I'm going to try and make it through this next couple, 10 minutes, 15 minutes before the Oilers play Detroit tonight just to say goodbye to Robin Brownlee. I can't believe it. Um, today, this afternoon, right before Real Life, which will be coming out a little bit later today, Gregor called me, um, obviously upset, and he just wanted to let me know um, what happened with Robin. And uh, this morning, January 11th, Robin Brownlee suffered a heart attack and unfortunately um, didn't make it through it. Um, he was 65 years old. He had uh, two great kids, Sam and Michael, Anna Lynn, his wife, that he loved more than anything. Um, And it's, I can't believe that we're, that I'm doing this today. Brownlee wrote an article at OilersNation.com yesterday about how the Oilers, barely beat the Chicago Blackhawks and they just kind of, the point of the article was just kind of, you know what? These are one of those ones where you just take the points and you leave and you, you, you file them away and you forget about it. It was a classic Robin Brownlee article. It was a reasoned analysis that was well-written. That was breaking down a sport that he loved and covered for decades. So, To have a back and forth with him yesterday is heartbreaking. I I honestly, I can't believe that this is what we're doing today. You know, when you listen to real life, I I had a hard time keeping it together and I'm trying to keep it together now. I did Gregor's show, same thing. It's tough. I love the guy. Not only was he my favorite sports writer, which I, I truly mean it. When I found Oilers Nation in 2007, 2000, or I guess probably around 2008, it was early in 2008-ish, again, that was a long time ago, so my memory's foggy, but Robin was how I found that website. It wasn't Wanye, it wasn't Bingo Fuel at the time, uh, Adam Rosenhart, who used to be the editor of the site back then, it was Brownlee, and I fell in love with the way he wrote about hockey. And I knew him from his time at the papers, because at this stage, remember, when Oilers Nation signed Robin Brownlee, it was it was like unheard of. Wait, you're going to write on a blog? What is a blog? What is the Internet? Who's reading this thing? And because Brownlee took a leap of faith, Wanye and Jay convinced him to uh, to to join up, at least probably what Brownlee thought at the time was probably temporarily. It helped us build a network, and I sit here today, and I shit you not. I wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't be talking to you today. I wouldn't have this equipment in my house if it wasn't for Robin helping Wanye and Jay and Gregor build up the network to a point where people knew what it was. Without Robin, there's no Gregor because he was first. Robin was the first legit writer on othersnation.com that gave it some credibility because he was a guy that was on the beat. Worked for The Sun and The Journal here in the city. He wrote for NHL.com for a lot of years. He just kind of was that guy. And again, without him, I, there's, I asked Gregor today on the radio when we were talking about it. I just said, there's no way that you would have joined Weathers Nation, right, without Brownlee there? And he goes, I don't know, probably not. So then when I think about that kind of thing, like the sequence of events and the leap of faith to join a blog that nobody had heard of at that point, if you remember, like if you've been around long enough or if you need a little quick intro, back in those days, OilersNation.com was one article a day and most of the time it was from Wanye, and most of the time it was just nonsense and they were a lot of fun. And if you're an Oilers fan who was just looking for something different as a way to cover the team, that was it. But for Brownlee, who was a legit journalist, and a beat writer and a guy who's kind of been everywhere, seen everything, done everything. To have him join the, web, the, the website at that point was, it was unbelievable, actually. And that's how I found it. So in a way, in a weird way, as much as I, Jay and Wanye deserve 1000% of the credit for me being here today. It's hard not to also give some of that love to Robin Brownlee because if he doesn't join Oilers Nation at that time, this job probably doesn't even exist. So I can't believe that this is what I'm doing today. Over the years, next 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 month, February of 2024, is I think late February might be early March. I don't remember. Now, I would have to look. Marks my 10-year full-time at aweathersnation.com. I was a contributor before that. Started in around 2008. I was doing some freelance stuff. I was doing some social. I was writing a weekly column, but I was doing it all for free, right? Next month marks 10 years full time at the company. And one of the first things that was assigned to me when I joined Oilers Nation was to take over the website, and that meant talking to Brownlee. And as you'll hear on Real Life a little bit, Wanya and I go into it a touch, but I was freaked out, man. My favorite writer, getting mad at me about you know I would fuck up something in the headline of his article or I might misspell something or maybe my copy editing wasn 't where it needed to be, and he would roast me, and there was times where you know what that was very, very intimidating for me at the time, but he did it because don 't mess up his stuff in a way he 's an artist and he wanted it done the way he wanted, it. and then Eventually, we got into a working relationship where he knew how I worked and I knew how he worked. And it, the, the relationship between us transitioned into something completely different. I've learned so much about covering sports from notes by Robin Brownlee. I am not the style of writer or podcaster or meme maker or any of the dumb nonsense that I do for On. That wasn't his flavor of content, ever. But what he did do is he took the time to help me understand how to write better, how to get my thoughts across more. If you look at some of the early articles that I wrote, and there are thousands of them at this point, they're garbage. They really are garbage. And they still are garbage for that matter. They really are. But like, if they're garbage now, they were flaming hot garbage back in the day. And a big reason I got any better was because of Brownlee. He would call me and he'd be like, what is this shit? First of all, you got to think about the way you're projecting or the way you're you're expressing your ideas. Do they make sense? Would you be comfortable saying that if you were in the room with the people you're talking about? He would always ask those kind of questions because for Brownlee, a journalist, a beat writer, a guy who's been on the road with teams, you know, even going back to Junior when he covered, uh, covered Kamloops, he was a master at his craft. And anytime he called me with notes, I would always listen at my house. I have a, I have a, and I'll, I'll try to dig it up because we're going to, we're going to be putting together some Brownlee content here over the coming weeks at aweathersnation.com. Just uh, some best ofs, remembering all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to try to find my notebook because I legitimately have a notebook in my house and it's nothing fancy. It's just a line pieces of paper that was just Brownlee notes. Because when a guy like that took the time to try and help me, a guy that calls himself bagged milk on the internet, it meant something to me. And over the years, over the last 10 years, 11 years, yeah, 10 years, we kind of had a very interesting relationship, Robin would call me from time to time and he would either, you know, want to talk about what's going on behind the scenes or he would want to know just in not know, like, what's coming? Who are you guys looking at? Any writers? He wanted to be involved in that way, not necessarily because he wanted to direct traffic or direct the ideology we're trying to get at or direct X, Y, Z. He just wanted to know and he wanted to give his advice. And I always was willing to take it from Brownlee because he's been everywhere and done everything. Over the years, we had an interesting relationship where he would call me and we would have, oh, man, I think about 2020 and the pandemic when we were all by ourselves, me specifically, like taking you real personal. Now, I was by myself with my dog that entire year. I didn't have a girlfriend. You know, you weren't allowed to hang out with people. The only time I ever saw people was like driveway beers with friends or when you were allowed one government mandated friend and Brownlee would routinely call me about work, quote unquote, as if he didn't know I was there by myself. And sometimes those conversations turned into two, three hours. We would just be bullshitting. We'd be talking about content. I would ask him stories. I would try to convince him. I'd be like, Brownlee, please. There's got to be some of these stories that you're telling me right now that you can write on the website. There's got to be. People will love it, man. I remember even as recently as a month ago, two months ago, I'm badgering him. Brownlee, we're on the call. We're doing another one of our hour 90-minute phone calls. I'm like, Brownlee, let's get a podcast going with you, man. He goes, oh, nobody wants to hear about me. I'm the old guy. Like You guys are doing your own zany things, and you've got live shows, and I don't see how I fit. And I go, you know what, man? Your Rolodex Of all the people you met along the way in like the 90s or whenever you were covering the beat, let's talk to those Oilers. Let's talk to the Oilers that people don't necessarily think about. Let's talk about their lives and let's talk about the current team. You can do that. You've broadcasted thousands and thousands of hours in your life. And we were getting to a point where I almost convinced him to do it. And he goes, well, Bag Milk, how am I going to... How am I going to get this? I'm not going to your guys' office. He goes, I don't have no interest. I'm like, Bradley, we'll send people over to your house. We'll set it up in your house. Let's get it done. And he goes, oh, you're going to set something up in my house, hey? Yeah, we will. Because I believed in the project. And uh, if I'm going to say that I probably annoyed him for a year trying to push him to do a podcast where he was talking about 90s Oilers and just telling stories and discussing the current team, it would have been great. Because if I could just record even a fraction of those phone calls that we ever had, it was just... They were magic, and the way Brownlee told a story was so entertaining. Because I love the Oilers and have my whole life, and when you've got a guy like that with the with just as much knowledge and as many stories in the bank, and he was willing to share some of them with me when he got to trust me and know that I wasn't going to go broadcast them everywhere, man, they were good. And it's it's devastating to me that I'm never going to have one of those again. I'm never going to have one of those one of those conversations where he calls me and he just goes what the fuck was this that you wrote? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you can't. Like, what is this? Like, this is your take on this? I go, well, yeah. But that wasn't really why he was calling. And what I always promised Robin, and this is, again, how much he cared, just to give you a little taste. He was always so concerned that he was aging out of Oilers Nation. He goes, nobody wants to hear from me anymore. I'm I'm the old guy on the site now. And I go, it doesn't matter to me. As long as I'm around, you are around. And that was my promise to him. And we renewed it every year when it was contract time. And he was always thrilled, always happy, always wanted to be part of the team. And then we got him into Tyler's show on Weather's Nation Every Day. And then we started getting, then he was back on Gregor's show on Sports 1440 as recently as Monday. This morning, before he ultimately suffered a heart attack, he was retweeting people's radio appearances from Sports 1440 because he cared and it sucks. Fucking life's bullshit, man. He was a young man in, in terms of grand scheme of things. He was only 65 years old, and to me, that's just way too young. You know? I think about his family. I think about Sam. I think about his older son, Michael. I think about his wife, Anna Lynn, and just what they're going through today, and I hope if there's any kind of solace in just a devastating day for all of us at Oilers Nation and more importantly for his family that the outpouring of support and care for him and what he did in not just for Oilers Nation but Edmonton sports in general he mattered and on the day where we also lost John Short, Edmonton took another hit of a legend going down in Robin Brownlee and I just wanted to jump on before the Oilers game starts just to say I'm going to miss him It's hard to remember Brownlee without some of the hilarious emails he used to send me over the years. You know, he he was just so funny with me over the last handful of years because we had that relationship. And the one that I think I've talked about this on real life, I don't remember exactly, but I just posted it on my Twitter. And (laughs) it makes me laugh to think about it because there was the Christmas break this past Christmas. I had friends in town and we went out and got a little bit piled up. And in the morning, I slept through my alarm. I'm not saying it was responsible. I'm just saying that's what happened. And when I woke up, I had three emails from Brownlee because he was trying to file for first thing in the morning. And normally, under normal circumstances, I would be right there and be like, Brownlee, you're going up. As soon as I got a slot for you, like, let's get it done. That day, he sent me three emails. So I finally got out of bed and I got up and I look at my email and I go, oh, shit, I'm either going to hear from Brownlee, he's going to phone me, Or I'm just going to email him and pretend he doesn't notice. So I said, Brownlee, I apologize. I danced with Captain Morgan last night. He got the best of me. I slept in. And his reply to me just made me laugh. He just replied simply, drink like a man, get up early, puke, and get on with your day. (laughs) It's so stupid, but that's just kind of how he was with me. And I'm really going to miss him. And I'm very grateful for the 10 years I got to get to know him at least a little bit you know in the grand scheme of Robin's life I'm but a, a gnat or a fly on his shoulder that gets brushed away but for me he meant a lot he was and still is my favorite sports writer and uh, it's weird for me that going into this weekend it's Thursday as I'm recording this January 11th I'm not going to get something filed for first thing Sunday morning. Off the top of my head, 7 a.m. on Sundays. Staple for me. That's when you guys got to read it, but I always enjoyed getting it on Saturday night because it's a worthwhile read. He would cover topics for us that no one else could. He could express ideas that we're just not talented enough to do. He would dive into stories, topics, and news items with a delicate craftsmanship that you don't see all that much on the internet anymore. And for me, that is a huge loss. I loved the way he expressed his ideas. I loved the way he wrote. I loved the way he analyzed the Edmonton Oilers. And I love the way he would talk shit to me when I did something dumb. Great colleague. Robin, you taught me a lot, the 10 years that we worked together. And uh, I just want to end it off by saying thank you. this sucks. I wish I could have told him that. Fortunately, you can't. So I'm sorry that today's emergency episode is a little bit of a bummer. Um, definitely not was uh, definitely not planned. Normally, these are a little bit more fun. And I bring in voice filters and sound effects and all that stuff. But that's not the mood today. I just want to say goodbye to a, a very talented man in and a, and a better a better dad. Go read the tribute Gregor wrote to him today at OilersNation.com. It's kind of takes you behind the scenes a little bit on what he meant, not just to his family, but to the sports community and to all of us at Oilers Nation. And I'm going to miss him. So I'm just going to say thanks, Robin. Thanks. And we'll see you on the other side. You know what? I'd still argue with line combos with you. I'd still argue about them with you what you're going to pretend like your are 60 years of experience watching this sport worth more than mine. Come on, Robin. I'll miss you.
1: target.